New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Reverend Robert over here. Rev Z right here. And Laura over here. <laughs> and we are we are two ministers and one soon-to-be minister talking shit this morning, folks. Thanks for being with us. This program happens every Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network. And uh, if you do not know our special guest today, the amazing, incomparable, award-winning Laura Topper, then uh, by all means, let us introduce her to you. Uh, she's a regular around the network. She does she probably might do more than I do at this point uh, and is uh, just one of our favorites. So grateful you could be back with us this morning, Laura. Welcome back. Thank you for having me here. It's great to be here. And folks, you know, the uh, the nature of interstellar communications is uh, that we have what we call the North, North Atlantic lag going on this morning. Uh, there may be a little bit of lag between our comments and Laura's. Uh, just know that's normal. Hang with us and uh, it'll become natural as we go along. Okay. Happy Pride Month. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we're back um now here's the fun part folks right you're looking at, at three cisgender folks who uh who are all heterosexual and we're still here ce celebrating pride today uh and we're going to celebrate pride throughout the entire month because it's an important remembrance for um for everyone that we are all one and that sometimes we have to celebrate our differences to recognize our our equality and our equity. Laura, before the program, we were talking and you were saying that um, in England, the celebration pretty much uh, originated in your hometown of Brighton. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Probably about 25 years ago, first started. Uh, here in Brighton, in the southeast, if you look it up, Brighton Pride, you'll see it's a it's a huge event, and it's kind of snowballed and got got greater and greater over the years. And now we have um, center stage with all sorts of people coming. Like Kylie was here two years ago in Brighton, performing, and 
you know, it, it's a it's a really trademarked event for Brighton, and that's grown around the country here as well with other major cities now really selling, bringing awareness. That's it, bringing awareness to to all of us through this uh, this celebration mm -hmm. of of oneness and uniqueness. Great fun. Yeah. It's great fun to see everybody really expressing themselves as they truly are. I think every day needs to be like that. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, and then when yeah. you, you know when you look, when you look at how far this whole idea, I mean it started in in June of 69 when the police raided a gay bar down in Greenwich Village in New York. Uh and I can remember when I lived in New York, <clears throat> the the parade that they would have, they would be massive. Um you know, with some serious celebration, but but to think that it started with a a, a raid at the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village to where it is fifty years later, fifty plus years later, um, it's it's amazing when you look at how the rights have changed and how the recognition has changed, and um, you know, it is uh, it it is, and and by the way, the person who was the leader was a was a <clears throat> was black the person who started that 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 revolt was was a black woman a black trans i think she was a trans uh person in new york yes it's i love what you're saying because it is it's a it's a demonstration of what happens when we shift our consciousness and um mm -hmm. my teens got a t-shirt right it says the first pride was a riot Right, because it because it was it was it was an uprising against an oppressive belief system and an oppressive culture that said no no more no more no no more at all and we're gonna we're gonna come out and we're gonna celebrate our our uniqueness. Um, I have many fond memories marching through Denver with the Denver parade. It's always been it's been a big parade in, until COVID. Um, yeah. And I, I, I haven't even heard what's going to happen this year. I know there'll be an event. It's, but... it's going to be live. I just saw it this morning. It's going to be a live parade. I forget the date, but it'll oh. be here in Denver. It'll be live. And, uh, you know, I just I just want to give shout outs to, to Marsha Johnson, who was the transgender activist who went to jail for this whole thing to get it started. Wow. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so what's more natural to follow than pride than the queen? <laughs> yes, seventy years in in leadership as a ruler. I, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to say that, Her Majesty. Uh, but we've got our perfect Anglophile around. Laura's here. Tell us a little more, Laura. What's it like over there this week? And uh, well, what's it been like to have one leader under your whole life, uh, over your whole life, as it's been. The thing is, she is incredible. I believe I, I love the Queen. I I I believe the work that she is doing and has done and what she has achieved for the Commonwealth as well, and her integrity is it, she's a an, an incredible role model for so many values that she that she stands by, and people here, you know, the the general public really. You know, the consensus is that the Queen is just great and people really love her. Of course, everyone has their own opinions about 
and generally celebrated here. Um, I think that, you know, it's a four-day event. We have all sorts of things going on here to celebrate her. People are having street parties, you know, thousands and thousands of people are celebrating this. And I've, I feel a little bit of a inside of me as to, wow, there's so much going on in the world right now where I know that we are really, you know, being called to share our finances and be a little bit more aware of, of how we're choosing to um, to use that money wisely. So a part of me looks at it and thinks, okay, this is, is quite over the top. You know, it's quite over the top the way they're doing it. And yet that is that is the nature of, of the way that we celebrate these things here in the UK. You know, well, but the Queen, you know, she can do it. For, No, go ahead, Laura, finish. The, she has been celebrated for 70 years of, she's married to this country. She's married, you know, that's it. She took a vow at that time when she became queen, when she was so young. And everything in her life, life has been pushed aside and the country is her, is her agenda. So it's a big task. It's a big task that she's taken on and continued with for so many years. Yeah, well, you know, I, I we were talking a little bit before we came on the air, and, you know, she's 96. I forget when her birthday is. Um, I don't know if she's soon to be 97 now, or not. Her birthday's around now. Oh, it's around Her birthday is okay. around now. April 21st. Yeah. Okay, so she just turned, she just turned 96. Right. Yep. She's still up and about. Um, when you think about that, she took the reins of the country at age 26. I think they said she's seen like uh, uh, eight presidents, I think, all the way back to Truman. Um, and when you I mean, I, I think about where was I at 26? Could I run the country at 26? And I don't think so. Uh, I, I'd have gave it a good try, probably, but I don't know. And and then when you think about the heir apparent, Prince Charles, right? He's seventy three right now. So you know, a lot of this in my mind is preparation for for uh, for Prince uh, Charles, not Charles. Uh, what's the younger, the oldest boy of Diana? He's going to be taking a ring. William, yes. Prince William. Yes. Prince William. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. And Harry and, 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 and Meghan are back um, over there for the celebration. So that should be good. A little reconciliation. <laughs> Some family bonding time. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, and I've always felt for Charles. I will. Guys. Poor guy's been in training uh -oh. for his job for 50, 60 years now, and they're never going to put him in. I, I, the ultimate bench warmer, poor guy. Like His mom's going to go, and then he's probably going to go three weeks later because of the heartbreak. So, so. Laura, what were you going to say? <laughs> I, th I believe that 
we inadvertently um the queen really practices new thought principles i believe that mentally um and emotionally she's aligned when i see her and she's in integrity and i i believe that she is one who understands how to use the power of her mind the one mind and she has put that into practice for her own life for her own sanity because to be in that kind of position i think one would really need to have those boundaries very clear boundaries um for for your life and i think she's mastered that impeccably i really do wow. still going at 96 and um yeah so we wish her all the best god save the queen yeah uh, god bless i her. think that's i guess that's appropriate <laughs> So, um, however, we're going to segue into our big story of the week, folks. Uh, England might be able to do a great job of saving the queen and protecting the queen, but I doubt we could here in the United States. Uh, here we are on another Friday talking about gun violence in the United States and and the horrors and the 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 just incalculable number of people who are being forever affected by what's happening in this country. Um, if you haven't heard about Tulsa, well, how many have, uh, Z, Z's our statistician, he looked it up this morning. How many mass shootings in the United States since Uvalde? Uh, there's been 20, and I think that may have gone up, uh, but definitely 20 confirmed shootings. And that's in just, uh, what, that, the last one was on Tuesday, so that's about, about 10 days. Yeah. So that that two two mass shootings a day on average, and the one thing I just heard I was looking at the at the shooter in Tulsa. Um, the 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 gentleman that had just purchased the gun, um, and went in and 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 killed the surgeon and another doctor, a, a, a innocent patient and somebody else. I mean, it's ridiculous. The um, the stories I've said I've seen the the suspect or or the gentleman that we know did this uh was a received back surgery from a surgeon on may 19th uh has been complaining that his pain medication wasn't strong enough that he was in pain and pain and pain so he decided to buy a gun and go after the guy and um there's a quote somebody overheard him say that he was going after this doctor and anybody that got in his way um it it pains. I, 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 first off, can we find any better example of why we need a three-day waiting period? At the absolute minimum, there should not be a single gun sold in this country that, because this isn't bad guys with guns, folks. This is people getting a hold of guns legally. And for whatever wonderful warped belief system is operating um i i don't see how this is sustainable i don't see how we continue with what the road we're on with the results we're getting yeah i mean because they're saying the dude bought the gun hours not even a day hours they say he bought the ar-15 style rifle hours before using it 
to kill his former doctor and three others. Now, I mean, you know, a, a lot of a lot of politicians have been saying, well, no, it's mental illness and it's not. The, I mean, this guy presumably was not mentally ill. He was in pain from surgery and, and okay, may, that may have triggered some spontaneous stuff. But even so, for him to be able to buy a gun hours before and then, I mean, like you said, if there was a three-day waiting period or they did some kind of background, I don't know, he may not have had anything on social media about his pain or whatever, but but still, just a just a waiting period, and 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 now people are still saying, oh, it's it's mental illness. It's uh, it's not the pe- guns that kill people. It's people. Yeah, well, people can't kill them if they don't have the gun. Right. At least not with a gun, anyway. I mean, goodness, crazy. <laughs> Laura, as someone that is sort so of witnessing. Many... Yeah. Go ahead, Laura. Yes. Witnessing, witnessing in, in shock, in sadness, almost in disbelief that this is happening, feeling like I'm hearing about a computer game. Because in my mind, I can't quite compute that this is how a huge population of people live in a country with that with those layers of fear that this could happen at any time and that of course not to say that there isn't an underground availability of armory here in the uk or in any country and yet it feels as if people are being given this right of freedom to be able to purchase it to purchase guns and that people's freedom is being, people are being murdered and killed. Their right of freedom is being completely squashed. So for me, it feels as if there is a, a, a disparity between, you know, those, those who have um, the say of these bill of amendments and laws where where are they placing their their focus on people's freedom what does freedom really mean does freedom mean we can purchase armed weapons and go and do what we want with them because that's free will or does freedom mean that the people in the country are safe and protected and have freedom to live and to enjoy this life um, that's that's what I'm, I'm feeling in my heart. There needs to be an understanding of what freedom means. Mm. Well, and and you, you know, know, people bring up the um, whole. Second... Go ahead, Robert. Well, I was just going to um, join in. Our good friend Linda's chime, uh, adding into the conversation. The Second Amendment does not say okay for possession of any type of gun under any circumstances. Um, it's a it's a better way to look at it Linda I think some people would argue with with us on that but I agree with you and uh, we've much like Laura's saying what does freedom really mean we have to recognize that 
the language that was used at the time that the Second Amendment was written in no way could have foreseen a well-regulated militia called the Proud Boys or, or any of these far-right paramilitary groups that seem to think they have free reign to intimidate, um, to carry op to open carry machine guns and other automatic weapons for the purpose of intimidation, not for the purpose of protection, not for the purpose of defending the country. And that action got that that constitutional right was promoted over the last several years to the point where, and I have to say, I do think video games do play some part. I get it that kids know that it's fake, but I think it also instills in those that aren't as mentally stable as ever, as others, it does instill a place of maybe I can get away with that. And we mix these things together. It's okay to be seen with a gun. It's easy to get a gun. And my life is filled with violent images and violent subcontext that people snap and they have the means to go crazy. And I believe that we become desensitized. So, you know, just as you, you say, um, children, you know, they may believe that it's not real and they're watching it and of course and they're in, and they're taking part and interacting but if you think about that from a from a, a new thought perspective you know if you're putting your whole body into an action it's like if you're practicing tennis you know using your body and you're, you're changing your cellular uh, makeup and your neurotransmitters and learning how to play tennis and then you practice and you practice and you become really good at it and you believe that you're good at it and then you are and yeah. what's the difference between that and a computer game that has a violent intent yeah. children are practicing that all day long and as they grow that for years it becomes more stable being, they would go and do it someone hasn't got the ability to stop themselves then it becomes okay right and and we know for a fact that anything that's repeated in mind uh puts an imprint on the brain and and that we know from from our yeah. teachings that whether you have the idea or you're really doing the same the body and the brain can tell hardly tell the difference and and then if we go and just look at this whole second amendment thing that the second amendment was written over 200 years ago 1791 is when the second amendment they had no idea of ar semi-automatic anything it was a musket you got to get your powder and push the thing down put the flint in and I mean, it was a whole nother kind yeah. of a ball game when they said take arms for, for militias and stuff. So, I mean, we we need to upgrade these. Um, you know, they, they hold them as sacred, but they're not sacred enough that we can allow 20 mass shootings in a week. A little over. 
Right. Let's go. If we're gonna if we're gonna live by the letter of the law, let's go back to muskets. Yeah. And I, I used to be the guy that said, "Okay, you know, if you're responsible, you can own a gun. If you, if you can prove, let's license and registration and this and that and the other thing." And I'm a, I'm I'm my opinion has been changed. I think we just got to do away with guns. And if you need a gun to hunt to for substance to, to sustain yourself then you can get a permit to hunt and some organization local state government can loan you a rifle to go hunting for the week or the month or whatever and otherwise we got to do we got to do away with these things i had that argument go back to hunting with a bow People were doing that long before guns came along, and we did fine. We ate. So go back to a bow and a knife. And if you if you can kill 10, 19 kids with a knife, that's maybe the cops would be a little more willing to rush into the room if all they knew was in there was a knife. But when our police are afraid to confront somebody with an, with an AR-15, when the police are cowering in the hallways afraid to go in there because or being ordered not to because there's an ar-15 in the room that's out of hand and of course there's the one story where the mother rushed in as the police were trying to stop her and they had at one point had her in handcuffs she rushed in and said two sons while the police were sitting there trying to figure it out And no mother should ever have to do that. And that's the, the instinct of a mother or a father or a carer who loves mm -hmm. that child so much that they're not going to stand by and watch it happen. And that could have been devastating for, the, for that parent too. You know? Yeah. And I think... My question is, how do we, I, li I listened to um, to a talk the other day by uh, Edward, Dr. Edward Villone, and he it was a, an incredible talk. He was talking about the power of prayer and how then we're inspired to, because we need to take inspired action through prayer now. And we, we mustn't, we mustn't hold our voice in anymore. We must speak. And I was really, I, I, I that talk because it allowed me to say, to see, say to myself, yeah, where am I not speaking? And it is okay to speak up. And if I lived in America, I would be knocking on, I would be the one knocking on doors, you know, <laughs> of local <laughs> government officials and whatever. Um, so I feel a little disconnected here because I know. I don't know being in America use this, you know, to help this situation. So I use my my prayer, I use prayer, I use myself in prayer, in my consciousness to open up to to love, to knowing that love is here. And I think a lot of people around the world probably feel a bit and like, what do I do? How can I help with this? 
not being in America. Yeah. Go ahead, I was going to say, I love, I love, I love, you know, that you made uh, from Dr. Edward Leon about inspired prayer, a prayer that inspires you to yeah. do something because the, in, in Uvalde, Texas has said, we're tired of moment of silence. We're tired of prayers. We need inspired action is what we need. You know, as we begin to yeah. do that, let's do that in prayer. Let's go into prayer so that we're doing the right or, or moving in the right direction with our actions after we pray so that we can be centered, so that we can yes. we can get a broader yes. view of the situation um, and, and begin to really put some uh, you know, uh, uh, actions and rules and everything in place because je a, a new bill just passed the house. Now we'll see what happens when it goes up to the next level of, of, of scrutiny, if you will. <laughs> of scrutiny. Um, you know, folks, <laughs> but we are hitting on, we are hitting on the right points here. If you're in America, call your Senator. Call your senator, call him again, call him a third time, leave a message, make it a daily practice every day. Call your senators and tell them you what you believe, what you want. You, We want responsible gun ownership legislation. We want, we want our kids to be able to go to school without the overriding fear that today could be the last. We want our families to know they can go into supermarkets and not be concerned. We want people to know that they can go see their doctor and not have to be looking over their shoulder. And uh, this past week, I, a meme was put out by our dear friend, Reverend David Alexander. Contrary to popular belief, being spiritual is not about being calm, still, and unmoved in troubled times. I would say we are in troubled times. In fact, a state of holy discontent can birth the most creative, transformative, and powerful spiritual energy mm. in the world. And so we are using a combination yeah. of our spiritual practices, prayer, meditation, visioning. And it's okay to be pissed off, upset, angry, and vocal about it yeah. with yeah. your senators. Uh, with And... It, it's almost marching season here in Colorado. And, um, I want to, I'm, I want to start a movement that the entire country keeps their kids out of school for the first day of school next year. And unless we pass comprehensive legislation this summer, I think America should keep their kids out of school for the very first day of next year's school year. And let's make a statement. Let's go out in the streets and march. But let's do it without guns. Let's do it with peace in our hearts. Let's do it with a sense of using our spiritual practice and this holy discontent to come up with creative, imaginative, and a solution to this. Mm -hmm. Amen. Ah, uh, um, just really, I'm feeling this as you're saying it. That couple of things. You know, this whole idea of freedom of speech being removed it's in our country, freedom of speech is, you know, we're being dumbed down a little where we, we can't necessarily say 
exactly what we'd want to say in public. Um, gatherings are being curtailed for people to go out and, you know, how you used to, we used to see a man on the street in or in, in the street with a banner saying, you know, the, the world is going to, the world is going to end in 4.4 years. <laughs> Be saved. And, you know, that, that kind of thing now is kind of, you can't really go out and say and shout that. And uh, there's a, there's a, a, a chance that somebody could get arrested for that here now. Mm. Freedom of speech is a, is a big thing here, lack of it. And I believe that, you know, when I look at Gandhi, for example, or Martin Luther King, and they stood and knew what they meant when they said peace. And they also knew what it meant to be an activist and to, to be that activist with a ripple of peace, knowing the truth and doing what they did. And both of them, you know, their lives taken because of what they stood for, because of what they believed in their hearts. And I'm not suggesting we, that we go out and, and say, oh, well, I'm prepared to die for this. And yet, I think they are incredible examples of human beings who have stood in their knowing of truth, of what, what it really means to be humane and how to treat people and how we treat each other in this life. I think that by just saying, oh, let's educate people on how to use guns, I think that's really demeaning. I think it's so demeaning because it in on the one hand you're saying, oh here, here, have the, you know, walk into a sweetie shop and have whatever you want to eat, whatever sweets you want. But you have to be careful because the blue ones and the red ones and the pink ones could be harmful. Well, that's gonna entice people to want to actually, you know, it's like temptation. They're putting temptation there for people to test things out. So I think there needs to be a real change here in the law. That's my piece saying now for <laughs> using my voice. <laughs> but I do believe that there needs to be a change in the law. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, if you're wondering what you stumbled into, this is Ministers no. Talking Shit. It happens every <laughs> Friday morning here on New Thought Media Network. We're going to take just a brief moment to say thank you to our committed givers and our organizational sponsors, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with our final thoughts for today's program. On behalf of New Thought Media Network, thanks for being here. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver for your continued support. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome OM Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. 
and a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. And a big shout out to all our committed donors. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and individual donors. It's thanks to people like you that we're able to do what we do and bring this philosophy out into the world in unique and new and different ways. So we appreciate you being with us. If you'd like to become a part of our committed giving program, head over to the website, ntmedia.org. Click on donate, make it a monthly donation, and we'll get you on the next version of the video as well. All right. Uh, we've got just another moment here, so we're going to get this wrapped up. Z, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Go out and do something, but do it with inspired. Mm, yes. Laura. to open up to dissolving fear in life and saying what we feel needs to be said with integrity. Wow. All right. What they said. The two of, put the two, that's <laughs> my final thought, folks. Vote. Call your senator. Be a voice. Be involved. It doesn't have to be all-consuming. It doesn't have to be marching in the streets. But now more than ever, I believe it is the new thought belief system, the new thought philosophy, when activated, has the power to change the conditions on this planet. And whether you're watching from the U.S. or anywhere around the planet, your voice, your consciousness has absolutely contributes to the change that we're experiencing so believe it pray it and act upon it in whatever way that feels appropriate and aligned thank you for being with us we are ministers talking shit this is the new thought media network we'll be next back next friday with more please stay with us today we've got uh, a good day of programming besides our normal programming coming up here seku writes and be your own hero in just a moment Rev uh, Daily Prayers at 8.15, Rev Melissa with the Daily Sip at 8.30, and uh, Just One You with Reverend Barbara is at 1 p.m. today. Um, sorry, yes, 1 p.m. today. We got the good news at 5, and Pastor Michael with the Fireside Chat at 6. Wraps all up with prayers at 8.15 in the evening as well. Thank you for being with us. We love you. Until we see you again, until we all connect, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.